Welcome to the third episode of the Migration Generation podcast. In this episode, I chat to Nikki, who is a South African mom. She lives in Cape Town at the moment, but they are making plans to move to the UK. Um, her reasons for leaving are a bit different to mine and um, a number of other people's, but I'm sure that a lot of you will resonate with her reasons. Uh, so please take a listen and let me know what you think at the end. And please do subscribe to this channel. Um, so hi, Nikki. Thanks for, for joining the Migration Generation podcast. Um, I'm excited to have you on today. And yeah, just tell us a bit more about you and where you are. And yeah. Hi, um, my name's Nikki. Yeah? I'm a mom living in Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, we've got two little girls age eight and five. And yeah, I'm a full-time mom at the moment. And I was contemplating, get, well, I was just about to get into some non-profit work when, we, when plans changed for our family. So currently not working. Okay, so your girls are almost the same age as mine. Mine are six and eight now. Um, yeah. So um, the reason that I've asked you to be part of this podcast is because um, the people I've interviewed up till now have all been people who have already left South Africa. And it's interesting. I wanted to put a bit of balance to that and get somebody who hasn't quite left yet, but I know that you are planning to leave. So yes. tell us about where, what, you know, the thought process behind that, where you're going and what your time frame looks like. Okay. So we've, I've got a British passport. So it's always sort of been at the back of our minds, um, like as a backup plan. Okay. But until beginning of this year, even, it was really not a, we were not planning to move at all. Um, and yes, it's only been sort of from March or so that we decided that maybe now is the time. And then initially, even then, we were thinking of moving in uh, five to, or three to five years time. Okay. And then only in August or so, we decided that actually we want to move now, well, middle of next year. So okay, we're so, so that's your sort of time frame next year then. Middle of about June next year we're hoping. Okay. Cell dependent. Yes, <laughs> I think that's something. I, we actually didn't end up selling it in time, so we just yeah. rent we rented out our properties because yeah, it's um, not many people wanted to buy where we were. <laughs> mm. uh, June June's a, a really good time to be um, arriving in the UK. Um, yeah, no, the start of their can... summer and yes. summer can be gorgeous here. Last year yeah. it certainly was when we came over, but um, yeah, this year wasn't so great. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to put you off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, where will you be? What sort of area have you guys got plans? Have you got family here? We don't have family there. Well, not immediate family. Um, we're looking kind of south of London, so sort of within an hour's drive of, or at least an hour's train of London. Okay. Um, and we uh, initially, we were looking quite broadly and everything just looked like pretty, pretty names on a map and we knew very little about the areas, but as we sort of been looking, uh, certain places got ruled out and we kind of, there's a town called Horsham that we are kind of zeroing in on at the moment. Okay. I'm not set in stone, but that's looking sort of, where we'd like to be is on a train line that we like um, closest to the coast 
an hour from London and a Two decent size boxes. So, um, what does your um, husband do then? I mean, you say, are you, in, are you in um, IT financial services? Oh, and okay. he's at least initially going to be working for his South African company, working remotely. He's an owner okay. in the company. Oh, okay. Um, and so he wants to keep working there for at least a few years. Um, there are potentially some opportunities for the company in the UK as well. So, um, our move could hopefully work well for them as well. Okay, uh, I think that that's definitely a, a direction that the world is moving in, you know, this remote yeah. working and with the internet, the way that it is, I think it's a, a reality that a lot of people realize they can actually achieve. Um, yeah, it's a little bit scary right. doing it this way around because he'll still be earning his rand salary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> trying to put some things in place and, uh, you know, it's sort of how long he does this may, may be dependent on what the exchange rate does. Yeah. Um, he when when we were first married, he actually lived in the in the states for a few years, and the company he worked for there. Um, there's opportunity for him to possibly, if need be, um, look to work with them again as well. If he needed to, if he was no longer able to work with the African company. Okay. Um, but yeah, for now he's um, keen to keep working for them remotely. So that, that rules out the whole issue of employment being a reason for you guys to, to leave South Africa. So yes. what, what are your reasons? I mean, that's the big question. What are your reasons for wanting to leave? And yeah, I mean, there's this, let's just be open and honest and um, yes. yeah, because I think everyone, um, everyone's I, reasons are different. Yeah, I think, um, Probably our number one reason would be to get British passports for the rest of the family. I'm the only one who has a British passport right now. Okay. Um, so yeah, to get it for the kids, obviously, especially, and then my husband as well, just to give everybody that same, all of us that same flexibility and um, the options. Yeah, I think we, we aren't totally negative about South Africa's prospects, but there is a, we feel like there's a lot of uncertainty. There's just so yeah, so much uncertainty in South Africa um, around education and the economy that we want to give our girls sort of as much chance as they can and, and the flexibility to have more options. Okay. So um, the, the I think I was talking to somebody the other day about the sort of push factors and pull factors and and then it was very much from the pull factor side is we really, really love Europe. We love traveling in Europe. We spend far too much money on plane tickets to get there, so it's hugely exciting to us as a family to be to be based just across a little channel of water and an hour or two away from the places that we really love going to. Yeah, uh, we were we drove to Europe in August, and it was mm. my sort of first time. I mean, I've been to Switzerland before, but it was the first time for me, and obviously the girls to to yeah. experience that. And it was just, it was just so surreal to just get in a car and put your car on a train and be there in half an hour it was no, just brilliant very, very exciting. <laughs> so i i completely get that that's that's exciting yeah. and you guys are going to be living so much closer to the channel than we do anyway because yeah. we're about <laughs> Five hours. Well, my husband, when, we, when, when we've been looking at different places to different villages, different towns and options, he has, we've sort of been looking on Google Maps at how long it takes you to get into London from there, how long it takes yeah. to get to some of our closer friends and how long it takes to get to the, to the tunnel. 
love it. That's better. <laughs> How long to get to the airport? <laughs> I love that. Um, so your girls are not babies. How have they taken the news? Have you broken the news to them? Are they excited? Yeah. Are they a bit nervous? Um, my older one, is, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster already with her. She, um, we've traveled quite a bit with them. And so she's very excited about that side of it as well. And Disneyland Paris and, uh, but she's very uncertain about going to a new school. Um, she's got a lovely, lovely group of friends here. So she's very sad to be leaving them. Although two of her friends are also immigrating to the UK within the next year. Oh, wow. Okay. And we're also going to be sort of within an hour of where we're looking. Oh, that's, so that's going to help. It's really good. Yeah, help. that's definitely going to help. But still, she's been very emotional around it. Um, my younger daughter, the five-year-old, she, I think, has less awareness of what, of what it means. She told mm -hmm. us she's very excited about moving house. Oh, bless you. Um, <laughs> she's excited to talk about the different aspects of it, but I don't think it has the same awareness of all the implications. No. And I think I'm a lot more nervous for her side of things because she's skipping some uh fairly foundational at times of school sort of the end of um our grade r and the whole of the first year of grade one of formal school yes so that makes me quite uh, nervous for her and she's a she's a kid who's needing quite a lot of ot and physio and speech therapy and well, I, you know, I know everywhere is different and all the schools are different, but I cannot explain to you how fantastic the support that the school provided to our girls was because, mm -hmm. again, you know, I think people get annoyed when I say uh, the education here is different. Um, they think I mean better. Um, yeah. Sometimes I do mean better, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about that. I do in some instances I do think that the education here is better than it is in South Africa. Certainly, the cost involved in the quality of education in South Africa was a major major push factor for us to come yeah. to the UK. But yeah. since getting here and seeing the school system, it's not perfect. But mm. um, you know, I think at that age, the age group that our girls are in, uh, the fact that they miss 18 months, they skip 18 months is basically yeah. what they do because, mm. because of the year structure, because here they start mm. in September and end in August, whereas in South Africa, yeah. it's January to December. I think you're already at missing six months of that year, uh, yes. no matter when you leave or where, you know, no matter what age your child is, they're going to miss six months because of that. And then the fact that the kids in the UK start school a year younger than they do in yeah. South Africa, then that's your other year, that's your 18 months. And yeah. it's the same for everybody. Uh, so my youngest skipped, when did, uh, she's in year two now. So she did the whole of year one here, but she skipped okay. basically grade R. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but here they're already teaching them to read. Yes. And in, the, in South Africa, she, she wasn't reading. But the yes. school, that's what I'm, you know, coming around to. The school was absolutely fantastic at working mm -hmm. with both the girls. They put, they call it um, intervention. And what they do is they pull them out of assemblies and they don't, you know, they hold them out of certain activities to just mm -hmm. focus more on, the, on their needs. If it's maths, mm -hmm. if it's reading, if it's spelling, if it's handwriting. 
So mm. your kids never really feel like they're going to extra lessons. Um, okay. They just, it's just normal to them. So I, I really, yeah. really appreciated that. It's, so if I can put your mind at ease when it comes to that. Yeah, and, and I must say, anybody I've spoken to who has experience with the English school system has said something similar, has said mm. they are just really good at the support at the sort of inclusive education aspect of it. And yeah. um, also from sort of from this perspective of the therapies that she's you know, currently that we're paying for here for private mm. OT, physio, speech therapy. Um, yeah, a lot of people have said to me that I really mustn't worry about it because they are really good at that side of it. Yeah, I mean, we, we got here and we, we already knew about the 18 month thing. And the head mm. teacher just said, we were like, should we send them to extra lessons? Should we get them tutors? And she was like, listen leave it to us we she's she looks like um <laughs> uh, mrs trenchbull you know from the, the matilda so she looks exactly like that okay <laughs> just the kindest lady and she just said leave it to us and we will sort it out and if we need you to interview you know if we need intervention from you then we will let you know at that point and they never yeah. did so it's i think like i said the support that they they provide for the kids is amazing yeah so um so educate that's education um and healthcare. has that ever been is there any issues there with um regards to your move is there anything that you is that any does it even come into it for you or not really it's, it's sort of it's not a none of us have huge health issues apart from the sort of um riley's like as educational therapies um or physical therapies um but I think it does play into the budget when in moving in terms of looking at, especially because we are still going to be working off a similar salary because he's keeping his same job. Yeah. Um, it's quite amazing looking at how the budget split switches around because you expect to be moving because you're moving to the UK, everything is going to be 20 times more expensive, but, but there's entire categories that we can just disregard. We don't have to we disregard health insurance, we disregard school school fees. So it's sort of, it's a, almost a weird feeling that all of the, these sort of money that are just sort of given in South Africa, you just have to pay however many thousands in healthcare and school fees every month. Yeah. Aren't in the, don't need to be in the budget anymore. No, no. It, it, um, and that sort of makes it easier to spend a little bit more on transport, on housing, or yeah, whatever else it is. Exactly it's, that. Um, it's going to us more. Yeah, I think that, you know, um, people I've spoken to for this podcast series have different experiences because I haven't spoken to anybody in the UK yet. But mm. um, I don't think, I think a lot of people assume that um, either you're going to be better off or worse off financially. But yeah. in our experience, our lifestyle didn't change. I didn't go to work. My husband is the mm. only income us mm. to our family situation but i wouldn't say we're worse off or better off than we were i think we're just about exactly the same yeah. it's just you just swap like you say swap one thing out for the other yeah um and sort of i've spoken to other friends who are living in the uk around sort of their budgets yeah and it does kind of work out fairly similar and i've had a few people say that groceries can are often cheaper in the uk if you know where to look and I'm a huge Aldi fan. <laughs> yeah, I that that's, um, yeah, that um, yeah, I think, I think you've got a huge, um, the all the time and... 
you've got there's a huge variety here in terms of uh, cost, but yeah. uh, and obviously standards. I mean, standards. Standards is the wrong word, but um, quality, I suppose. But yeah. at the end of the day, a tomato is a tomato, and a loaf of bread is a loaf of bread. Whether you buy it yeah. from uh, Waitrose or you buy it from Aldi, uh, yeah. obviously there is variation in there. But uh, we we are quite happy with our Aldi shops and in fact sometimes when I go to uh, um yeah, last night we were we had to go dash out to Asda to fetch something for the girls that wasn't available at our local Aldi and um yeah. my husband's like let's get this and let's get I was like no no I am in charge of our budget for the groceries and I say no it's too expensive I would rather go back and go to Aldi when we need it because it's, it's yeah. that significant really mm. um mm. But that's, that's just another aspect. Um, yeah, I think in South Africa, you tend to not go to certain shops, even though it's exactly the same. Yeah. You know, uh, you, don't, you just don't tend to go to certain shops because of, of some, you know, one of the reasons is that you just don't feel safe going to those areas where the cheap mm. stores are. Mm. And uh, that's not really a consideration that I've had to sort of factor in here. <laughs> yeah. And um, in terms of your family then, your extended family in South Africa, how did they take your news? Um, I think my, sort of my mom is the main, my mom is, um, my mom is, my citizenship is, is through my mom. She was born in the UK, but moved okay. to South Africa as quite a young child. Um, and she, I think, has taken it to heart, the hardest. Um, she spent, yeah, she spends quite a lot of time with us. She lives an hour or two away, but comes through quite often. And um, my kids are really growing up spending a lot of time with her. Okay. So it's been very hard for her. But at the same time, she's the person who, long before we were contemplating making this move, every now and then would say to me, don't you think maybe you should look into it for the future of your kids? And now she's regret regretting that. <laughs> <laughs> and she might um, also and, come with? Yeah. So she... Um, her and my stepdad don't particularly want to move now, but I think um, we're fortunate that because she, she also is British, she can come visit us, hopefully as, you know, as often as finances allow. And yeah. so I think we're going to have to make a plan. And yeah, so I think it's, it is tough. We have quite a small family here. Don't have a lot of family. Um, and yeah, we're just going to, it's going to have to be process of adjusting and, yeah, a new way of. It's not easy, but relationships and um. Yeah. Yeah. Are you um and, and so that's your your family's reaction. How about um like friends, colleagues, strangers that you know, school run friends. Yeah, it's um. I think that the people that know us have reacted well and are supportive and understanding. And um, I, said, I think there's sometimes been a little bit of kind of surprise from people who don't know us as well. And um, yeah, it's been interesting. So we've, we've, one thing we've noticed is that quite a few people who have the reaction of, oh, no, I could never go there. I could, especially people who say, I could never go back there. I'd never want to live there again. You dig a little deeper and you find out the kids have all got British passports already. Right. So they have those in the back pockets. Yeah. And that's, we found that's that quite a few times. Yeah. 
Um, I suppose I can actually hold my hands up and say I was probably one of them because our kids, <laughs> we registered them as soon as they were born. To, yeah. So they've had their British passports and we were those people. We were those, I'm never going back to England. I'm yeah. never going to raise my kids there. <laughs> but yeah. as you say, we had the, the security of that passport already. It wasn't a mm -hmm. driving factor for us. There were other factors. Mm. Well, that's um, and I think... Uh, we we sort of finding that sort of um it's not hasn't been a reaction from friends but we've sort of just found it in general that you feel like once you've made the decision and announced the decision that you're moving that you're not it almost feels like we're not allowed to voice some of the things that we're that you want to voice in a lot of uh well i mean take the, the, the big talking point at the moment the world cup win um I've only had one person actually say it to me. I actually say to me, so does this mean so are you feeling so proud that you're not gonna be moving anymore? Or something along the lines of, so do you wish you weren't moving now? Because of rugby. Yeah, because of the same so at the moment in this country there is this huge just pride and this yes. overwhelming like um this is the best place to live. There was the rugby, there was and it's a bunch of sort of fairly small things. Okay. Um but that's sort of like that i mean trevor noah performing at the madison square gardens in new york to the biggest audience ever and or his biggest audience ever so there have been a sort of a few things that are really creating this sort of vibe at the moment of south africa's awesome okay. and uh, there's a whole sort of that hashtag i'm fine movement right oh, sorry hashtag i'm staying movement in terms of South Africa is amazing at the moment. It's the best place to live. And uh, sort of having made the decision to move, first of all, it feels almost like, are we no longer allowed to show the same pride? Must I stop feeling proud just because I'm moving? There's that, it's almost like people are assuming. And it's not really friends, but it's kind of this vibe okay. of... Well, I, uh, like almost making you feel guilty now. It's not, yeah, I mean... I don't think it's making guilty, but it's just uh, almost like you can't voice an opinion now. Okay. Or that if you voice a negative opinion, oh, well, that's because you're moving. Oh, okay. So it's not because of anything else. It's just because you're moving. Yeah. So it's a weird position to be in. That is, yeah. And, and, I mean, and almost sort of this feeling that like that your opinion on South Africa would change because you made the decision to move. So, so from us, we have made a decision to move to the UK. It doesn't change my pride in South Africa. It doesn't okay. change my love for South African people. It doesn't change my desire to help South African people. Yeah. It certainly but doesn't change of, my pride in winning a rugby in winning a rugby tournament. No, I mean, I, I, um, I, we were supporting England, and I think a lot of yeah. people. Um, assumed that we were flip-floppers because we had just so certainly in my situation um as a blogger yeah. on social media I started blogging when i lived in south africa um but what people don't realize is i actually lived in the uk for 10 years and that's yeah. where i met my south african husband <laughs> and then we had kids and then you know went back to africa had our kids um and i was actually only in south africa for five years 
mm. of my whole life. Uh, so when I come back to England, where I never thought I'd ever end up back, I'm not denying that, but um, yeah. when I came to the rugby, it was suddenly just, it was like, how can you support England? I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm not South African, really. And I don't yes. hate the box, but... Um, <laughs> this is who I'm supporting. And so like when they, when the box won and that was just the most awesome game and the mm. box 100% deserved to win that final game, but let's not, and England's behavior was disgusting. I'm not even going to, I'm not <laughs> going to pretend it wasn't because that was just like, that's the kind of behavior you teach your kids not to have. You don't want your kids to, to see that because that's not good sportsmanship. Um, but moving on, you know, I think that the vibe that I have seen on social media has been a huge, exactly what you're saying, outpouring of love and pride. And mm. uh, but I wonder how much of that is because just before the rugby, there was such a low morale throughout the country, and that yes, there was a huge number of there is a huge number of people leaving all the time. And so South Africa's win and so that and the, the good things that do happen mm -hmm. in South Africa, suddenly those are maybe the most the, the focus was put more on that again rather than the yeah. Yes. Um Yeah, I think that yeah, that and it's almost like it's put on it's presented as those are reasons to stay. Right. South Africa has won the rugby, therefore hashtag I'm staying. <laughs> Okay. And, so it doesn't, it doesn't fix and, and then the converse, the hashtag I'm not staying, so therefore you don't support the rugby. I think and it's, very few people who've left South Africa. There's, there's very few people who've left South Africa who don't support the box. They yeah. all, 90% of them, still support the box because why yeah. not? And, you know, that's just how it is so but it's not and rugby's not a reason to to stay in a place when you've got a whole list of reasons why you don't want to yeah. um or reasons why somewhere else is better suited for you and your family but uh saying that africa is just the most amazing continent on the planet um Absolutely. in my opinion and i miss it every single day so so tell us what um what are you going to miss the most about south africa when you leave Sure. Um, I think friends and family would be the, would be the most. Um, I've already, we spoke about my mom, but uh, the rest of our family are, are my dad and my husband's parents, um, my husband's sister and her family, the cousins. My girls are very close to their girl cousins um, who live currently half an hour away. So okay. that's, those kind of relationships are going to be really tough to change. Um, yeah, and, friend, and same with friends, good friends of ours. Uh, I think the weather, the weather is, I think, going to be an interesting one. My husband is quite, uh, was initially, that was a big negative for him when we were sort of weighing up the pros and cons and the, trying to make this decision. Right. Um, and, and I think we've kind of both come to the decision of, well, we just have to look at it positively. We can't, you can't go in with a negative attitude of this weather is going to be terrible and we are going to be depressed because then you're probably going to fulfill that prophecy. So I, I won't tell you <laughs> you won't point me look shockingly <laughs> awful it has been yeah so, uh, okay, we'll just skip over that <laughs> it's, yeah it's gonna be an, i think it's gonna be an interesting one to see what the reality of 
I know in reality the weather is going to be not the sunshine that we're used to, but no. what the reality of how we how we respond to it is going to be is going to be interesting. How the kids adapt to it and. Um, I was quite um, shocked at how quickly my eldest did adapt to it. Uh, yes. I, I say adapt. She is she was one of those typical African kids who never wore shoes, mm. lived in a vest and shorts. And you know what? It's November. It's freezing cold. And she will still wear her vest and shorts wandering around the house. She just, <laughs> I just don't let her wear it out, obviously. because she Yeah, I can see my oldest thing. Uh, <laughs> but you know what they do adapt they do mm. learn you know you have to have your coat on and yes for the first few months you fight about it but eventually they all their friends do it and it just becomes a part of life and they forget that they hate yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely think we as adults have struggled more yeah and certainly this year more than last year Last year's mm. weather, when we arrived, was brilliant. It was brilliant. Mm. We had the best summer, and the winter was very mild. But it almost feels this year that we've hardly had a summer, and um, winter started very early. <laughs> but what you said about your mindset, and having, you know, you just have to accept it once you've mm. made that decision that you're mm. leaving. To, to keep that positive mindset is just so important. It's so important yeah. because if you live your life here thinking, oh, South Africa, they're all having a braai now <laughs> and, um, and it's raining outside <laughs> and yeah. we can't, well, that, you're going to make yourself miserable because that is yeah. the reality. And I think this time of year is very hard, very hard to be here. Mm. Because we lost the rugby. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, because everyone in South Africa is gearing up for Christmas yeah. and they're all going to load up their cars and head to the coast and mm. have a wonderful, hot Christmas mm. with all their friends and family and doing this and doing that. And, and it's not like that yet. So, this is yeah, the and worst time. Yeah, older one the other day had this sort of realization that this is their last Christmas here and was a bit kind of. She misses, she's gonna miss this kind of Christmas and uh to me I can't wait to see the the magicalness of Christmas lights and uh, I've never I've yeah, I've had a few winter Christmases when I lived in the States, but okay. um I quite like that side of it, the prettiness of it. Yes, it is. Um, it of is. certainly of the lights in the cities and um but but I think that's so maybe year one will that will be quite exciting. Mm. It will but be. It'll be for year three, four, and five. <laughs> I think that um, the Christmas in the UK is just completely opposite, different to Christmas in South Africa. It is. Yeah. And uh, and it doesn't mean it's not Christmas, and it doesn't mean it's mm. not. We all celebrate Christmas. It's just completely mm. opposite. And, you go out and the lights are shining and the Christmas trees are beautifully decorated and sometimes there might even be some snow and the, the ambience and the, the Christmas markets, it's just stunning. Yeah. It really is. Um, so let's not, all, it's not all doom and gloom. <laughs> yeah. But I think, again, it's the mindset that you're coming with that is going to make or break it at the yeah. end of the day. 
yeah. So um, I think that's just about everything, but um, I'm just looking on my list here, which is terrible. <laughs> um, oh, there was one question I wanted to ask. Um, how have you guys found, um, I know that you guys live in Cape Town. Yes. Um, how have you found um, the level of crime around your day-to-day -day life? Has that actually been a, a consideration of yours for leaving or not? Is it not really because, it's, and the reason I'm asking like that is because. Yeah, no, no, think, it's an, it's so an interesting people, one, I think, for, from our perspective. So my perspective personally, when um, we lived, like I said before, we lived in the States in the, like the early 2000s. So we came back more than 15 years ago now mm. um and i had quite a hard time readjusting then to south africa and felt quite nervous i had a friend who was mugged and um and kind of had to kind of let go of let go of that and just think i'm here for a reason uh i'm gonna trust in god to keep me safe um and had to sort of let go of that worry the worry side of the fear mm -hmm. um and, and i think i slowly adjusted and you do i think to live here happily you, you kind of build these almost like mental barriers around yourself that you're not going to think about the crime yes so you're aware that it's there but you i think if you dwell on it you'll drive yourself batty so i feel like i did kind of build up this mental barrier around myself and so i was sort of aware of it and you know we live burglar burglar bars and alarm systems and Kids don't have the same kind of freedom to explore the neighborhood like we did as kids. But it was never really a, it didn't feel like it was a huge motivating factor for us in terms of why we're leaving. Okay. But having said all of that, it, it was almost felt in the past few months, like once we made the decision, it was like these sort of blinders fell off, have fallen off me. Okay. And I've become so much more aware of it. And I'm feeling... Yeah, it really has felt like some form of blinders or filter has been lifted off me and I'm just becoming more and more aware of crime again. Yeah. And it's, it wasn't a motivating factor for us to leave, but it's felt like a confirming factor. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and like you were saying, before the World Cup, there was, South Africa was in quite a sort of a negative mindset for South Africans. And there were quite a few horrific crime incidents that, that contributed to that. And it's sort of, I've had a conversation with my husband on, are we just in a particularly bad crime spate at the moment? Or is it just my perspective of it because we've made this decision to leave? Yeah. So that's been, yeah, sort of weird for me to sort of adjust to almost. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, it was, it was a push factor for us. Yeah. Um, and maybe because we had spent so much time in the UK before going back to Africa. And then initially when we went back, we were in Zimbabwe. And despite what people think, the crime there is not the same as South Africa. Yeah. The theft is there, the burglaries are there, but the violence is not mm. on the same level. So mm. when we lived in South Africa, I spent five years paranoid. Mm. But, um, every single day, I mean, we lived in the free state in a small town, but every time I drove to Joburg, I was an, I was anxiety ridden, emotional yeah. wreck, just driving anyway with my kids. I just, I always, I just lived in this fear of today's mm -hmm. the day I'm going to get carjacked and they're going to steal my car and my kids going to be strapped in their car seats and that's it. 
that was my fear every single day that I was in Joburg. So mm. for me, for us, it was a motivating factor because we didn't mm. want to live like that anymore. And we knew what it was like here and the yeah. difference. And we, we maybe because we weren't there long enough to, to take the blinders, no, put the blinders on, you know, <laughs> it, um, but yeah, it was, it was a huge motivating factor for us, but I, I 100% agree, I, I accept what you're saying and that it wasn't a consideration of yours to leave, but now that mm. you are leaving. It's felt like, yeah, like I said, like a confirming factor that yeah. I'm becoming more and more aware of it. Um, I do think I've always been aware of um, the limitations that crime, that crime in South Africa puts on you, especially in terms of living in Cape Town, like walking on the mountain. I can't just go for a walk on the mountain. But I did used to go for a walk in area near, near us, has a green belt area, um, which is sort of like on the slopes of the mountain, but in between the residential areas. And I used to go for walks there with a friend of mine. And I don't feel comfortable the last sort of six months or so. I've There've right. been a few people who were attacked, not in that specific area, but not that far away. Okay. And there've been increasing attacks on the mountain. Right. And I, I don't feel safe doing that with her, even though I know there are dog walkers and yeah, my perception I feel has changed on that. And I don't know whether um, statistically it has increased or whether it's just my perception. Yeah. I think and it's one of those things like, thing. when, you, when you're pregnant and you look around you, everybody's pregnant. <laughs> You know, <laughs> when you're buying a push chair, there's a like hundred push chairs and you don't know which one, you know, uh, I think sometimes when you, when you start looking at something in a different way, from a different perspective, um, you, you can't see anything else. You just yeah. see so much of that, that thing, whatever it is. And in, in this situation, it was, mm. it is crime, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a sad thing. And I think, for me that would be the one thing that I would if I could change anything that would be the one thing and yeah. then we quite possibly would have stayed mm, mm. I don't know my husband probably say not <laughs> but yeah uh, I think for, for us and I don't know if I'd mentioned it in this yet but the sort of the economics South African economy was also a big driving factor for us probably more than the crime and they're yeah it's all kind of related I think so it's um, bad economic states drives has driven a fair amount of the crime um, but and yeah. we sort of have this feeling of we are necessarily leaving we aren't 100% certain that we're leaving for good we definitely are leaving for uh, five or six years to get to the passport stage right and then if because yeah we aren't totally negative about the future in South Africa we may reassess in five, six years time. Um, and my, my sort of gut feel on that is that the kids will be settled in school and with friends and we probably would stay there at least for the rest of their schooling. Yeah. Um, the, the ultimate dream is still, I love the idea of the swallow li of the retired swallow lifestyle. <laughs> six months in Europe, six months in South Africa is still oh, a, that would a be magical ideal, dream. <laughs> Can we just go home for Christmas every year? Home to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be amazing so thank you thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to yeah. chat to me and um i wish you guys the best of luck and if there's thank you any help or anything that you need to know if i can 
provide any help in any way, just please give me a shout. But Thank in terms you. of this yeah, podcast, I feel like there's so many questions. It's the more I look into it, the more things are, yeah, there's a lot to learn. Well, I think that could actually form part of a future podcast of mine that I do is, is the questions that people have, you yeah. know, uh, thinking I might actually just put it out there. What are your questions? And then I'll just sit down and try yeah. and answer everything that I can. That's a so, yeah. thing. There are lots. They'll send them through, send them. I'm, <laughs> you know, when you put one of those things on Instagram, you're like, ask me a question, yes. uh, ask me anything. And people are like, oh, what do you want, coffee or wine? I'm like, well, that's not, you know, I just don't know what I meant. <laughs> but um, no, I th yeah, honestly, if there's anything that I can help with from my experience, then just give me a shout. And if I don't know, I will try and find out because I think yeah. I just want to help everybody with with their mm. decisions uh, mm. one way or the other because of the you know you can provide information and then still up to each individual person what they want to do with that what you know yeah if, if it makes a difference or not to their yeah. decisions but thank you so much you and um you. i hope it's, i hope you're enjoying I hope you, you guys have some good weather there uh yeah Cape Town's winter has been holding on quite tight. We keep on thinking the weather's warming up and then it hits us with another rain, another cold front and our pool cools right down again. And Oh, that's so terrible for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my five-year-old's been slow to learn to swim. So we really thought this summer is going to be the summer where she's finally just about swimming and we need to make the most of this last yeah, summer definitely my, my parents um, my dad and my stepmom are actually in cape town at the moment on holiday um they, they're celebrating their um 30th wedding anniversary so they oh, yeah. escaped from from the power cuts in zimbabwe to have a little yeah. bit of beach and sunshine and power yeah. <laughs> so um i'm very jealous of the photos that they keep sending so i've kind of like mm. just like turn my phone off no I'm, I'm joking <laughs> but I hope you guys have a lovely weekend and if there's anything thank I can you. help with please do just shout and thanks so much thanks for taking part of in the podcast sure thanks thanks Nikki If you'd like to be involved in this podcast and share your story and perspective on the migration generation, please do reach out to me on social media and we can set something up. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at mom of two little girls. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please do subscribe and don't forget to share it with your family and friends. Cheers for now. I hope you have a lucky day no matter where you are.